0: all right good morning good morning River City and welcome to church good morning to everyone who's watching on our live stream guys we're so happy that you're worshiping with us this morning if it's your very first time we're really really happy and we would love to get to know you more so if you want to drop your name in the comment section below we'll be able to greet you that way so every month or every week we do a lectionary passage what it does is it goes through the Bible in three years and it keeps us connected with the Universal Church so all over the world this morning there are people from from different backgrounds and different denominations, all reading the same lectionary passage. So this morning our lectionary passage is Psalm 90, 12 to 17 and if you would stand with me as we read it in reverence and putting our body where our theology is, feel free to look to the screen or close your eyes and let the words linger over you, but we'll begin our worship service as so. Well. So it says, Teach us to number our days so we can have a wise heart. Come back to us, Lord, please and quick. Have some compassion for your servants. Fill us full every morning with your faithful love so we can rejoice and celebrate our whole life long. Make us happy for the same amount of time that you afflicted us, for the same number of years that we only saw trouble. Let your acts be seen by your servants, and let your glory be seen by their children. Let the kindness of the Lord our God be over us, and make the work of our hands last. Make the work of our hands last. And so, Father God, we just invite you into this space this morning. God, some of us came with really crazy weeks and things that we hold heavy. And it's kind of hard to sense the invitation of surrender, but God, we just turn our attention to you this morning. We focus in on the fact that you are enough, that you are a God that can handle all of the many things that we walk through, that we can entrust you with the cares of our hearts, And so God, may your people this morning be able to press in into a trusting and loving relationship. May the work of our hands last, but God, may we always put you on the throne. And we love you and we honor you, and in your name we pray, amen.
1: When you sit enthroned under the shadow of El Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from false accusation and from any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm you will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you don't fear a thing for here is what the Lord has spoken to me Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will find and feel my presence in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. So we're going to pray this morning, um, and I just want everybody to join me. This is um, this is a moment where we get to step in. I had trouble understanding prayers of the people is really just intercession. So I needed to hear that it was us together as the body interceding, going before God on behalf of people that need us to cry out together for them. So I'm gonna do something weird. Josh, I'm so glad you love and trust me. James, will you reach in my bag and will you help me? Will you come stand by me? Yeah, so if you wanna just walk up front as I pray and James is gonna touch you with this oil. I got this oil in Jerusalem. And um, I just feel like we need it today. I had a hard morning and I just felt like the Lord was ready to kind of wash over us with peace this morning and just kind of reset our hearts this morning. So if you want to just walk and be in a prayerful mindset and listen to my words as I pray, I'm going to be the one leading us, but every single one of us, our hearts are going to be joined together praying, okay? And I write it down so I can not go long. That's the goal, all right? So if you'll just join me whenever you feel comfortable or if you feel comfortable at all, you can walk around and just kind of activate your body into this prayer. Um, So the first thing we're gonna pray for is Afghanistan. Um, Jesus, we just ask for your mercy to be in that land. God, we know that you are in that place, that you're already there, that you're moving that your heart is for each person on the earth, that each person is your kid that you created with a purpose full of love. You love them just as much as you love each of us. Um, God, we just pray for the, the hearts of the Taliban to encounter you, Jesus, that they would actually see your face, know your name, hear your voice, and surrender to you. God, we pray for miracles. We pray for signs and wonders. We see Problems where the only solution could be you, Jesus. So we ask, God, would you intervene? God, would you save lives? Would you save families? God, would you rescue those that are hiding? Would you rescue the church that's alive and thriving in Afghanistan? God, would you rescue those that are being persecuted? And God, would you give them keys into people's hearts that they could speak and life would come in? God, we pray for... The refugees all over the globe and for the safe places that they are the safe homes and camps and spaces just in the world where they're hiding god would you just give grace to the nations that are receiving these refugees there's more refugees on the planet right now than there ever has been So God, we just ask, open up our hearts, open up our homes, open up our boundary lines, open up the safe spaces for these people to come in and know that they're welcome, they're yours, they're in a family of God. Lord, we just speak a blessing over those that are already keeping refugees safe, that are already helping them cross borders, that are already providing the most basic needs for them. God, we just release your blessing over them to continue to be safe, to continue to have more than enough that they can give away. God, we pray for Smyrna right now. This is our city that you placed us in. God, we just say thank you that this is where we are. We say thank you that our lives have led us to this place. Thank you for the calling that you have placed on each of us. Lord, and we just pray over love, Smyrna, would you please draw in every single person who needs just some type of hope or encouragement. If they need medical care, if they need all the practical things, that's awesome. But Lord, those that just need to be around other people that haven't come out since COVID, that just really need a good reason to be motivated to come gather with other people, um, Lord, we we just bless the hearts and the minds that they would actually hear about Love Smyrna, and that they would be motivated to come, and anybody who needs um, the resources that we're offering would have it. Um, God, we pray over Smyrna for single parents, um, for any families with special needs, for any family that are foster parents, um, and God, for anyone specifically who has been diagnosed with cancer or terminal illness. Pray over uh, Wanda Masters right now. Evan Beard right now. Lord, would you just bring healing in Jesus' name? Lord, we pray for River City Church. Um, I just felt like this morning God was showing me there was people here that are just the phrase was over it. So if you're just over it with God, if you're discouraged, if you're fatigued, if you're confused, if you're depressed. Um, if you feel really isolated and alone or misunderstood, I just feel like God is ready um, to just gently walk with you back towards the truth and walk with you back towards what feels safe and what feels secure. Um, Lord, we ask for peace for the people in this room that just feel over it with God. Um, anybody who's under attack, um, Lord, we just wash over them with your presence. I think you're good, man. Um, And lastly, I just want to bless our pastor. Today's Pastor Appreciation Sunday and Josh's birthday was this week. And um, so we just want to bless Josh. He probably doesn't enjoy this, but you want to come stand really quick. Just really, 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 really quick. If y'all could just extend your hands. And um, Lord, we just bless Josh in his relationship with you, Father God that it would thrive, that it would flourish, that it would continue to deepen and widen, that he would experience the depth and the width of your love every single day, brand new. We bless his relationship with others, everyone he serves, everyone in his family, his extended family, just bless in Jesus' name, his ability to be you in those spaces. God, we bless him with favor in this city, in this space, with our body, we bless him with anointing to do what you've called him to do. God, we bless him with protection and provision and peace and joy to be his strength every single day. Lord, we bless him with faith and boldness. And we bless him, God, with hope for any, any spaces that feel like deserts inside of his heart. Um, we just bless that with hope to come alive again. We bless him with love that covers a multitude of sins. And we bless him to be set apart with righteousness and holiness, that he could walk the path that's just meant for him to walk with you. That he could be the guide that we could look to and remember why it matters. That he wouldn't get entrapped in anything that the enemy wants to trip him with, but that he would be so hidden in you. God, that his secret life would be so thriving that he just, there's nothing else that could ever hinder him or trick him into wanting anything but your love God. We pray for direction and wisdom and knowledge and gifts of the Spirit. Um, and God, we just bless his family and we give him the, just the grace to continue to abide in your love Jesus. We love you, Lord.
2: So I, I just want to make note that I think when you're in a search a service or anywhere really where you f- begin to feel like something from, I would say, the Father that you just take note of it and like, it's okay to interact with that. And instead of just being like, and guess what? Kids ministry, it's like, what is it that God is tapping into in our hearts that seems to be more important than other things? And I think, you, I think we, we as people have to really listen to that and foster it because we don't really. We're very away from it. And we'll all have a thing this week that takes our attention. I have four sports this week for not that many kids. I have four sports for that many kids, and I have that many kids that have that many sports and multiple. That was a lot. I don't know why I just did that, but I think the point is when God begins to do something, I think empathy and compassion is the beginnings of good things happening, because I feel like when that happens, you can trust that God's leadership and it will get results, and it'll get us present, which is the goal, to be present. I don't know who said it, but... To sit with someone who's broken and to be with them is most of the time better than maybe all the time telling them how to be fixed. Uh, I was a chaplain at Erlinger Hospital when I was at, at sem- not seminary, and I hated it. I hated it. I was not ready for that kind of, I was not ready for real ministry. And they would send us to a hospital, and this is the hospital people are sent to when they're about to pass away. One day I was on the way to work, an accident happened. And as I got there, I'm in the room of the person who was about to die. And the ministry that was provided there, ecumenically, was to sit with people and just be with them. And that is earth-shaking. You don't have answers. Like, Tina, you don't have it. You're just there. And you have to trust that Jesus is present. And there are ways this happens that aren't just going to Serbia. There's a way to have this fostered in us that's not just waiting for a mission trip. And I'm all for mission trips, way more than I used to be. I used to be like, we can do missions here in our city, because I know it all, and I'm 30 years old and a pastor, and I don't know it all. And when you go on a mission trip, you see the world the way it really is a lot of times. And America is not the way the world really is, for the most part. There's so much need. There's so much true need. There's so much opportunity to God to be in the brokenness, to be in the least of these, all across our planet. And so... But we can, we can foster that in this kind of community. We can be the kind of community that serves with one another, not just is served to, not just is a recipient, which to me is one of the largest struggles in the church right now. We're also used to being produced for and entertained And having all of our needs provided for us. If there is in the church setting any type of struggle that doesn't come with an answer pretty quickly, we're typically upset because there's a church right over there doing it really well. I'm not bashing any other church. Lord knows I've done these things. I've tried to build ministries around them and created a bunch of people who would just sit and receive because that's what I thought I needed and they needed, and it's not. We need to be serving together in such a way that you don't sometimes know who's in charge, even though it's good to have leadership and vision. But my favorite communities across the globe have always been those where every person seems to be a part in a way that's honoring and hospitable, and hospitable, not any type of superstar avenue. That's typically why I think a lot of young people in America start, is they could possibly land, hopefully on a stage, because, Many people have told them how gifted they are. They're not even really that gifted. Like none of us are. <laughs> We're not. We're not meant to be, right? And so, I hope that we can take the, the foster the heart of what we just heard, and allow that to just be the kind of people we are. So that when your neighbor needs something, service comes for me because you can be present. That when your daughter needs something, you don't have to be worried about the six meetings you have tomorrow. Like. When your wife needs something, you don't have to be mad about the fight you just had on the way to church, which we didn't today. So amen. we're growing, guys. So I'm not going to preach through all of this today. I I have a few things I wanted to share, though, just really quickly. One of them is in a church like ours, there's staff and there's volunteerism, and you have to have both or it doesn't work. You can't pay everybody to do all these all-star things in a church that's not 1,000 to 2,000 members. You have to really rely on people in a strong way. So I wanted to make sure that you guys knew, if I get through one thing today, who our staff are. And so we have some good staff. We have some really, really good staff. We have some really different kind of staff members, right? Like just very different, and it's beautiful. But I wanted to pull up some things. I'm gonna be jumping around a little bit, kind of condensing. This is gonna be sermon concentrate. If you take it home and put it in water, it will last you all week. (laughs) at least three times the amount of this. So do we have the pictures coming up? They're coming, so. This is actually from Serbia last week, or? <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna do a thing where I had you guess who it was, but, <laughs> okay, so. Ba- so, Becca is on staff part time. And it's clear, I, I don't say this for people to feel bad, but a lot of times you come to a church and, you're like, all these people on staff, they're all doing all this stuff, they're all full time. And at a church our size, everybody's not full time. It's just not even like a real thing. Worship coordinator is what Becca does. And she spends time coordinating what happens here and other spaces. She also is over Advent, which is one of our favorite seasons as a church, and prayer week. So, give it up for Becca. That's her job. That's what she does here, okay? She's actively doing that. Next, who's next? Who's coming up next? Yeah. <laughs> is that Jessica? Oh my gosh. That's the kind of joy I want to wake up to. Her hair was red when she was her hair was red when she was younger. That's awesome. I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to move on. So Jessica is also part-time. You know, she doesn't work um, at the church a lot during the week. And this is set up for one because that's what the ministry needs right now and what we're able to do as a church. So she is the coordinator of all things City Kids, which span from birth all the way up to fifth grade. And there's a lot, especially in a pandemic. Like this, it's really hard. I had a meeting with seven other pastors this week from our network. Nobody has good volunteering happening at all. It's just not a thing right now. It's the same reason why nobody wants to work on jobs... There's is going out of business right now because people have gotten used to a season where that wasn't even possible. So it's really hard to be Jessica right now in churches. If you know somebody that's in kids ministry, it's just hard ministry, and it's an awesome ministry. So it's such a beautiful place to have the fostering heart of God, Just, but it's hard. And so she works part-time here, and I'm thankful for her. But that's what she does, okay? Next one. We all know. We all know. All right. I'll give it up for Shannon. Shannon's table director and coordinator. What's the table? It's a business that we run through the church, event rental space, and it does awesome things for our community. She's also part-time.
0: Everybody
2: say part-time. Yeah. So people that call her do not know that, and it's some of the craziest interactions you would ever imagine, because we do events there, and up just really good events there, and Shannon's great at that, but she also coordinates some of the events for the church. She's part-time, but that is her role here. When you wonder, what does Shannon do here? Table director downstairs, come by and see her, book an event. All right, next thing. (laughs) 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 That's fantastic. So, Tina, everybody knows Tina is the executive assistant to me. So she does that plus this other collection of things of getting things started and then I do my best to try and kind of keep her in that as much as I can. But she is a wild card that you love. Like she is awesome and she is part time. Okay? Part time. Everybody say part time. Blessings. Next. Mariah, the person in whom God has gifted with a thousand gifts, she is extreme part-time and actually has another full-time job. But nobody would ever know that because of all that she gives to the church and blesses the church. She is service coordinator. What is that? All the things that go into this, she orchestrates from volunteerism to getting here to making sure it flows to everybody having their stuff done. She stays after. She's very loving. She shows up sometimes and writes little notes on our things and says, Josh, you're the son of the Most High Beloved God. And then she hugs me and smiles and moves on, and it's great, right? That's what she does. That's her role at this church. Sometimes we contract her to do things like magazines for the ETS groups, which if, you, if you're a part of ETS, you can already see the gifting there. It's yeah. unbelievable. So next on the list, Love You, Mariah. Aww. She was actually three years old here. So she... Kara. <laughs> Kara is Community and Connections Coordinator, and she's listening along now, and we love her, and we love you, Kara. We hope you feel better, Hope your family feels better. She had to do a little space because some COVID, COVID quarantine this week. Um, but she's actually right at full-time as the other full-time staff member over community, connections, co- and coordinations of those things, and <laughs> you see like how I fixed it? I got to the second word and fixed it. It didn't work, but it's okay. So this has become a massive part of any church that groups and connections need to be happening really healthily, especially when Sunday services are not where everybody comes anymore, which I see as a massive gift, but she has been spending time doing awesome things. She did the Olympics, not actual, not the actual Olympics if you're new. RCC Olympics, she's helped set up ETS, which has got 70 to 80 of our people weekly in groups and all kinds of other stuff. And so she is at a full-time level and works here more than anybody else other than me. Okay, next one. Yes. (laughs) Sorry for the indecency there. Um, Don't mean to cause anyone to stumble. So I'm the senior pastor of this church and I wear many hats. And those are my kids and my wife and that was from Quebec City, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I put on a little bit of weight, so I'm trying to avoid pictures in the in the current season, but so vision for the church, staff direction, staff care, really kind of pouring into and hopefully helping them be thriving in health personally and at in their roles And just kind of overall vision of the church. That's my role. That's what I do. Next and not last but not least. (laughs) Yes, there he is. Yes, he is. That's Bill. I don't know what you're wearing there, but I like it. Bill is the administrative pastor, finance, media, needs, admin. Over the years, Bill has been willing to do whatever. And he covers a lot, and he is also part-time at the church. And so I wanted you all to see who right now is doing things in our church. That's our staff, okay? My goal for our staff is that they would be thriving in the areas that God has gifted them with and that we can compensate them in a fair and honoring way so that they can be healthy, That's my goal, okay? So that's what I would love to see happen. I would like for them to have clarity. I also want the staff to be able to step into a role where they know that their job is shepherding and caring for you guys and setting up systems and structures that makes it easy for you to step in, even though some things are hard to volunteer for. There's a there's a connection. Staff and volunteering. We all go together. Everybody say we all go together. partially staff partially volunteers all one team okay so I'm gonna read you three passages of Scripture rapidly and then I'm gonna share with you some opportunities and I'm probably gonna pick up here in a couple weeks because I want to spend some time doing what we're about to ask you guys to jump into you can pull up first Peter 4 7 through 11 did you read this or did you just randomly pray that over me you just randomly look at you just right in step you know amen so the end of all things is at hand Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Okay, before I move on, hospitality in this context was actually the opening of your home for someone to stay with you. So hospitality to us is like, here's a, here's a coffee cup, and enjoy your coffee in your morning, love you, buddy, bye-bye. Hospitality, scripturally and biblically, in at early church especially, was the idea that a stranger would have a place to sleep in your house. That was like its core essence, which everyone here is ready for that, right? We have people lined up to come. They're leaving with you today to stay with you. So, Show hospitality to one another without grumbling, as each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And you can transition to the next passage. I'm going to read through these quickly. And This is Romans 12:4 through 9 For as one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, So we though many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given us, let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith, if service, in our serving. The one who teaches in his or her teaching. The one who exhorts in his exhortation. The one who contributes in generosity. The one who leads with zeal. The one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil. I never can say that word right, abhor. What is evil, hold fast to what is good. And you can go to the Corinthians passage, which you've all heard, but I just wanted to give a small framework. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So there was a lot there. And I want to say this about all of it. There seems to be a clear understanding, scripturally and within the body, that we all somehow play a role in this thing. So there are different things that come with each passage. There are things that seem to be more about encouragement. And there are things that seem to be more about just stepping in and serving. I want to talk to you about the trajectory of what it is to be a part of a body. There are certain things that you can step into almost instantly. You can show up and greet on a Sunday morning, and that's... I mean, that's just, like I said, that's softball. How you doing, Tina? Hey. And it's, it's, it's important. It's not that it's not important. You're looking at me like, why are you saying that? I don't know why you're looking at me like that, but I like it. All of it's important. All of it's important. But there are varying ways to begin to serve. So there are gifts that need to be fostered over time and maturity needs to be developed. Lord knows maturity needs to be developed in leadership in the Christian church right now. That looks like taking time to be spiritually formed or spiritual formation, what we talked about last week, and actually a part of spiritual formation is serving healthily. It's also what comes from spiritual formation. So what we see a lot of times is people begin to serve or do functions in a church, and they stop growing or creating some type of an abiding in Christ, and all of a sudden that person is burnt out. There's not a good rhythm. And then there are churches who are just going after things, and we've done it before, that don't seem to be in line with the kingdom of God. And so people are being burned out, but there is a trajectory, right? All people can and should serve in the local body. All people should not jump up on stage and lead worship this weekend, right? There's differing things that need, things need to be developed. There's understandings for each. But the corporate idea of us all going together with this is so important. So my goal in the next three to four months is that you would feel like you understand at least a little bit about where and how to serve. That puts emphasis on the staff and the pastor for having structures in place that are healthy enough to say, here's what it looks like, here's what it takes from you, here's how long we're asking, and here's what needs to be embodied in it. Here's how you need to be equipped in it. So I'm asking you to pray for three to four months. If you already do six things, Your prayer is, what are you asking me not to do? Because that's what happens in churches. There's 10 to 15% of the people who just serve whenever there's an ask, and they end up getting burnt out because there's 60% of the people who don't step in to serve. But if everybody just did one thing really well, this body would be, can I say like lush, thriving? Can I do that? Okay. This would be the kind of environment that creates health for people, right? If you are meeting a roadblock about being burnt out, that seems to be what happens as people come to River City. It's a common story. Take some space and some time to be prayerful about how God wants to fill you so that there is multiple. I'm being filled by God and I'm serving in a healthy way. Take some space, that's okay, right? If you are just waiting, This is your invitation. We would love to talk through what it could look like for you to serve in our body. We believe that everybody has a role, right? There are some roles that are super intricate and take leadership and would come from a Christian who's matured over the years and even has the ability to lead people. Those should be available for people in churches. That shouldn't just be for staff to lead important things, right? So we're going to do our best over the next three to four months to really create space to to offer those to people who are exhibiting those kinds of fruits. And fruits are more important than gift. So it's awesome that God has gifted you. That makes you unique and special, but also makes you just like all of us because God has gifted all of us. But a trick that I think has been pulled over our eyes over the past few years and especially the American church is is that gift equals maturity, and it doesn't. Gift is not maturity, right? Maturity is fruit, and fruit looks like the ability to have empathy, to listen, to be humble about giftedness, to serve others over and above yourself, to not think that you are more important than you are, Romans 12, 1 and 2. So maturity is not that you have been equipped to speak in front of people and even can do that. That's... Literally like how some of the most broken things happen. Maturity is the ability to sit with one person and like be present and be humble and say sorry if you've done something wrong and like go out of your way to love people. Those things are what I think I want to see God foster in our community as you step into those. And if those things aren't there, and I'm just going to say this kind of here, like I don't sense this in our body a lot, but if those things aren't there, the fruit that we can tangibly see this is the fruit that comes from being connected to the vine then those larger opportunities will not be just given to that that's that's that comes out of abiding in Christ and being formed by God and being committed to being developed so I think I just sucked the air out of the room but that feels important to say and I'm glad I said it that's not we're not just giving prayer ministry or you know the the lead for welcome ministry to somebody who says I'm really good at this but I'm I'm not a part of any kind of discipleship or formation and like all of those things to me are so important because we have to be hospitable because it's really who we are. Not because we've trained ourselves to be hospitable, but like that's what we are, I care when I talk to you. That's one of my biggest things is I did ministry for so long without really caring about people I felt like these things that were set up, I just had to do, and if I didn't do them, then I was a failure, and over the years, God has shown me, no, if if there are eight people at this church in 2024, I can do what God's called me to do awesomely. I can love those eight people really well and be and be at peace about it, right? Like That's a good thing to be able to be present, and so a couple quick things, and I'm not even sure what we have left on the slides, but... Our ministry needs right now I'm throwing these at you so that you can just kind of be aware so city kids and this is next three or four months okay be praying if you want to jump in now that would be great city kids needs eight additional volunteers that's what they need them for greeters needs four additional volunteers so city kids there needs to be a love of kids right or just kind humanity like that goes a long way right greeters four additional people who can love people well as they enter prayer Five people for a rotation on Sunday, so that we can bring back what's been happening up here to pray for people. Yeah, we love to pray for people. Soundroom, Bill and company need four additional people to rotate weekly and what they do back there. The table needs one social media volunteer that's very specific and I like that, social media. Some of you are like, what's social media? We'll talk later. Groups is looking for three other life group leaders, non-ETS, for the spring. You already know ETS is going to happen. We're in it. There's going to be another season of that. But those are needs that are happening. Some of the bigger ones you'll hear about in the future are coming. But I'm not going to just show those yet. I want to be very prayerful about it before we do that. So for you, practically speaking, how is God leading you to find your role here without being rushed? Don't be rushed. We shouldn't be rushed. Be prayerful, but be thoughtful that it's it matters. Lastly, today, and this is what I'm going to close with. So we've been praying for Campbell High School, and we've been praying for Love Smyrna. You've already heard about that. We've got a lot of volunteers. So far, Cumberland Community Church is praying about being a part. St. Benedict's is going to be a part. Vinings Church is going to be a part. There's other ones. (laughs) City View Church is going to be a part. There's other ones too. There's people that are jumping into this. So we're printing off 200 T-shirts for the volunteers. Worst case scenario, we love on each other well, but now we need to make sure people in our city know about it. So since we've started praying for Love Smyrna, i have had two opportunities with Campbell High School. I do not disconnect this from the prayer process. One, they reached out to me and said, will you come and help at homecoming game? All we need is eight volunteers, come show up, do concession, love on people well. Sure, we've already got pretty much all of those. We need maybe one more. Awesome, that's this Friday night. Next, we get a call. Bill and I are asked to meet with another pastor and another church and all of the people orchestrating what's happening at Candle. And they're, so just really transparently speaking, there's too much brokenness that they know what to do with in their roles. There's just too much brokenness. I mean, they have kids who are having to decide, should I do homework tonight or should I figure out how to feed my siblings? That's, That's like a real Campbell High School right here. And so... A lot of these students even get a bad rap because their grades are struggling, and so a lot of people who know better say, you should study harder, and they're like, I'm trying to feed my family. We should be celebrating, right? I don't have all the answers to this. It's systemic, it's large, it's not one-offs, but we have to have an in-route, and so I told them we would be willing on Tuesday night to show up and our church is gonna purchase pizza and Gatorades. And we're just gonna be there and, and hand them to families. I'll probably say, if you like prayer, we'll do that. They probably won't, because my son plays sixth grade football and it's like, shoo, shoo, shoo. People are just in and out, including us. Um, but I would love for at least 10 people to come with me that would just be willing to pass out Gatorade, pass out pizza, and then talk about Love Smyrna. Because Love Smyrna is gonna, off- is gonna be offering connections to resources that can actually long-term help families. And so I don't wanna shove it down people's throat. But I feel like if God is, again, like preparing a way, let's go where he's leading. And this is happening. So 10 of you, if we don't have 10 volunteers, can I say something? If we don't have 10 volunteers for this, I'm literally shutting down church next week. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I will shut down church. We will not have church. If we do not have 10 volunteers, show up for this. And then I'll just be here praying for all of you. Wayward Chris, just kidding. <laughs> Turn the screws a little bit there. I think too hard. I am a goober. I'm sorry. I love you. I would just like to serve with you. We just, yeah, another way to say what I just said is we just really need 10 volunteers. And there's, what I wanna see God do in the future, when you serve with someone, like there's something that happens in that setting that's different than happens in this setting. It's it's tangibly when a couple of people make a choice to do something outside of themselves there's like a space that's created that Keanu Reeves might show up. He might all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh. I'm sorry, I did it again. I mean, did anybody understand that, or is it just me? Okay, it was decent, right? It was decent, It's good. Because that could be Bill and Ted's or Matrix. All right, I'm done. All right, so here's what we're doing. So really quick, so the sign up for Campbell High School is over there, that's Tuesday, it's just super easy. I would love to serve with you. I'll be there, Bill will be there. The other thing's happening today when you leave. We want to take flyers to four different apartment complexes in our area that we have built connection with in some way just to get the information out. And so when I stop in a second, if you would like to be one of those people, you could actually go today and do that with a collection of people. And I think about our young adults who are able to just like go to California tomorrow if they want, like maybe you could do this today. That'd be awesome. Or I think about people who are just not wanting to do it right now, but would like to do this and just take it and maybe walk in the apartment complex and pray without being crazy. Maybe pray to yourself to God. And then if you see people, just interject and then leave some of the flyers that explains what the services that are gonna be provided are at people's doors or at the front office. I'm open to either way. And so in a minute, that's your challenges today. One-off serving that could be a lot of fun and that will probably stretch you in a way that would be helpful. And then again, at the end, show up at Love Smyrna and just love people well with us. So, Just for a moment, I'm gonna pray for these specific things and then we'll shut her down and you guys can do this. So, Jesus, we first pray for Campbell High School and we say thank you for the opportunity just to even know that this is a small way in our city, the way that uh, we can do this. What was happening and what's happening in Serbia and the real depth of the need you can foster the same kind of compassionate care here without having to go by just serving people in our own city. So I pray that you would bless this, bless our conversations, bless the people that really want to step in and help and really bless the needs there, more largely than just a church coming to a one thing, but provide the resources needed for families and kids who are trying to play football and feed their siblings and figure out how to get through the day, build connection and partnership and relationship. We pray for the apartment complexes as well that the right people would get the resources they need and that we would be non-threatening and loving and open and not, not timid or shy or scared that we're going to be perceived as whatever, that we would just be loving people. And thank you for providing financially for this event. And lastly, we pray, God, for our church in the near future, that the volunteer culture would be rich and robust and tangible that there'd be such a strong sense of connection and serving together that it changes the way it feels to serve. There's no more duty in serving. There's no more, oh, I gotta go to City Kids early. There's just like a kind of a, in the air, there's like a vibrance. I get to serve today. I get to pour into kids. And so in all these things, God, we open up our hearts and ask you to speak. Guide us. If you're guiding us to Campbell this Tuesday and Friday, let it be clear. If you're guiding us to go to these apartment complexes, let it be clear. And when you guide us to what we're serving to in the church, help us to respond with a yes and amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So could I have um, some of the staff, one staff come right here next to the Campbell High School and kind of just help people to sign up there and then If you'd be willing to do travel to the apartment complex, you can just come up here and we'll have a staff at each stack is the way we'll do it. So Mariah, if you could be at one, and then any other staff in the room, if you could come. Maybe Shannon, if you could be at one. And you can discuss whether you want to go today or you want to go in the week. So, Jesus, thank you for our body. Thank you for this church. Thank you for our city. pray blessings in your name. Amen. If you stay in here, please be prayerful and sign up. If not, love you. See you soon.